Phoenix to London, from LA to around the world. This is the ticket, all sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man, your number one fan oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Hey, stronger, faster, better. We're back. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Ah, Fan Man. Fan Man someplace. We never know where Fan Man is. But I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And it's going to have, we're going to have a great impact on your day because we're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about a little bit of, wait, tennis. I mean, I, somebody has to help me to understand, you know, I got a daughter, you know, she, she likes tennis, and so I watch it every now and then, you know, Serena and her sister went at it, but then the guys got together, man, and they went like four hours in one tennis match, and I guess it was supposed to be like one of the greatest tennis matches ever, I'm sure it was extremely competitive, I didn't get a chance to see it, but it's still tennis, I'm just wondering if people across the world, not just here in the States, because it was at Wilmington. So I, I wonder if people across the world have that passion for tennis like we have for football here. You know, that match, I guess, it will go down in history as, if not the greatest, certainly one of the greatest tennis matches uh, ever. And I, I assume we got a new king now, you know. But uh, in this world, content is king. <laughs> So our content today, of course, is going to be about uh, football. And it's interesting, um, the NFL channel, I think the NFL Network is doing something special on the top ten, you know, duels uh, in terms of uh, the best cornerback duel over, I guess, since the NFL has started. I'm kind of biased. There's no doubt in my mind. If you look at, as a tandem, the two best cornerbacks to play together at the same time on the same team, Hanford Dixon, Frank Minifield. Now, I'm biased probably (laughs) because I was back there with the guys having a lot of fun, playing the greatest football of my life, you know, to be back in my hometown, my home state, Ohio. And uh, to have Hanford and Minifield, uh, I remember coach told me, Ray, don't worry about covering. You just hit. Hanford and many will cover. And they did a great job. So my vote, Hanford Dixon. Hanford Dixon, Frank Minifield, two greatest corner tandems ever existed. Now, you can tell me what you think. In fact, you can call in and tell me. 866-472-5788. Again, 866-472-5788. Five seven eight eight, and that's a toll-free number, by the way. Uh, fan man, you know, fan man again. This guy must have the best agent in the world. He can negotiate a contract, no show, no goal to work, whenever he chooses. And we're just left here waiting on fan man, but we're gonna move ahead. That's okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Brett Favre. Here's a tricky thing that many people in America don't understand about the National Football League. It's different than any other place of employment that you can ever can imagine. A person decides that, boy, there's a new opportunity. I want to go to work for 
Microsoft. I no longer want to work for Oracle. Well, Microsoft is not going to let you go. They're not going to let you go work for Oracle, for SAP, for PeopleSoft, for anybody except them. Well, that's the way it works in the National Football League. Brett Favre decided he changed his mind. He doesn't want to retire. He wants to come back and work. I understand it's football, but for those who play this game, it's work. They are going to, they're considering not letting the man work. They don't want him. They don't want anybody else to have him, so he can't go to work. He's got to be released from the Packers if they say they don't want him. They've got to cut him. Well, they don't want to cut him because they don't want somebody else to get Brett Favre and they don't get anything. So what they're saying is, no, we're not going to release you. We're not going to cut you. If we let you go, we got to get something for you. Now, I don't care who you are in America. Please listen at how this system works. I don't agree with that. I think this man, if he decided that he wanted to walk away from that team and that team no longer wanted to pay him, they should not be able to hold him ransom and say that you can't work anyplace else. Now, I know he makes a lot of money. Maybe he spent it all. Now, I'm not saying he did. I'm not going to be that stupid. But why can't the man go work someplace else? I mean, it seems like I know the, the Green Bay Packers fans do not want to see Brett Favre in another uniform. I can understand that. You know, but the man, for some reason or another, I believe Brett feels that he's done everything he can in Green Bay. I think he wants to move on. I think he wants to continue to play football, but I don't think he wants to play in Green Bay. It's not about the money. I really don't believe that if he came back and they said, Brett, we're not going to pay you 12.5, we'll pay you $9 million. I don't think he would take it. And it's not because he thinks he's going to go someplace else and get more. I think he really is looking for another challenge with another team. And he wants to go establish that. What do you think? If you got an idea, you want to talk about it, again, you can call me, 866-472-5788. Because um, Fan Man, well, we're going to get us a new Fan Man. Oh, wait, Fan Man's here? No, can't be. Hey, Ray, I just got back from the beach. I was covering uh, the volleyball female championships down uh, at, 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 in Newport. You know, that that's one thing about Internet radio. You can do it from anywhere. Yeah, I, I, man, I'm, I'm right at the beach right now. I'm hanging out at this bar. <laughs> I'm hanging out at this bar right now looking at the, the people. These girls jump up and down. It's fun. Well, fam, man, let me ask you. Was sure. Brett Favre there? Because it's my understanding that Brett wants to move on, but he wants to play football. Where he wants to play... I don't know, but he wasn't on the beach there, I'm sure. But what do you think about Brett wanting to come back and play football and having the ability to go wherever he wants instead of the Packers saying, no, hold on, we got to get something for you, and we're not letting you go unless we're compensated. Well, so there we go with the rights again. So he retired. Did he retire inside the contract, or was his contract over? Well, even if you decide to come back, they still have – your rights 
So if he comes back and he plays with them, I think they owe him about $12.5 million. Well, I sure we come back for another season for $12.5 million. Bucks. Well, it's not the money. That's not, it's never the money. What is it then? Well, he's just coming back because he still wants to play football. He feels for the fans. The poor fans are going to get uh, blasted out of Green Bay because they're, they're going to be crummy for the next couple of years if he doesn't come back. Well, he doesn't. Well, here's the point. I, my question is, suppose he wants to come back, but he doesn't want to play in Green Bay. Should you be able to prevent him from working someplace else? No. He should well, be that's able to work. If he's out of his uh, contract and they, they're done paying him and he finally said, okay, I'm retiring, I'm done with playing football, then all of a sudden he, you know, he got this bug up his nose and he decided, hey, I'm going to go back in, but I don't want to play for Green Bay. I want to play for somebody else. Why not? It's like I'm going to leave my job as a co-host of the Ray Ellis Show, and I fulfilled my contract, but I got a job offer at uh, NBC in Los Angeles to do sports talk. Um, why, can't, why can't I go there? I mean, well, I've already fulfilled the contract, and there's nothing holding me back from going. Well, that's what I have put out to the American people and the world, you know, to debate that. You know, here's a man, even if he comes back, I think they owe him $12.5 million. Okay, I think they're saying, we don't want you back. And if they're saying, we don't want you back for $12.5 million, then they got to cut him. But they don't want to cut him and open him up to the free market because they don't get anything back for that. And everybody's going to say, wait, how stupid are you to let Brett Favre go and not get anything? Right. That's exactly right, right? Well, you know what? Uh, again, if, he, he, if his contract was up, and I don't know how they could hold on to the rights to him because the NFL, uh, they, the, these teams push players all over the place, and they don't have any rights at all if they want to dump your ass. So he retired. He said, I'm done playing football. I'm, I'm finished. So well, if, if he decided to sit out, or, or, you know, he retired, what, at the end of the season. He now wants to come back. What, what does Green Bay have to do with any of this? Why, why can't he go to any team that's going to give him the best offer? Well, you know, and that's when you look at the contracts in the NFL, they're a little different. It's not like any other contract. Maybe somewhat similar to the NBA, but even much different than that. But I, I will say this is what's mind-boggling. When a person is disgruntled, and maybe he's not disgruntled, but he just doesn't want to work for you anymore. Can't that person, like every other American, have the opportunity to go work someplace else? Well, isn't it called the land of, uh, of freedom? You, you're free to do whatever you want to do? Yeah, the land of the free and the home of the, the brave. brave. Right. So why, why can't he uh, just say, you know, let me ask you another interesting, uh, interesting question here. Where do you think if he decided to come back, let's just say allegedly he comes back and Green Bay says, okay, uh, you're not going to play for us, where do you think he'd be a good fit for a team? Well, I tell you what, you know, they don't want him in the same conference, but Green Bay, to look at Brett Favre when they line up against the Bears, Man, they would hate that, you know. But there are some other teams out there. Minnesota, you know, that might be a place where he might be a good fit. Well, and maybe, then, you uh, know, what? You know, he retired from the team. He was playing really, really good. You think he was having some problems with upper management, the white shirts in the organization? No, I don't. I don't think so. I really, you know, you know, Packers have stood by Brett for a long time. Listen, we've got to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one coach in the world. Bad man. And we're in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back after this message. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. 
Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes' research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay we're back you're listening to rail of sports on the voice american network with the number one coach from the world fan man and as i said i'm in phoenix living like it matters and fan man is in san diego california you're enjoying yourself down there, right? No, I'm in Orange County. Orange County. What's the difference? California. It's all the same. It's all beautiful here. The whole weekend was beautiful. It was breezy and sunny and all the babes on the beach and volleyball. Okay, I don't want to talk about the babes. Tell me this. And just having a hell of a good time. <laughs> okay, well, tell me this. Did you watch tennis over the weekend? No, I was busy at the beach, man. Well, that's good, man, because they're talking about how good this tennis match was, and I didn't see it. But uh, I don't, I don't I guess like uh, balls being hit around. I, you know, I, I, I won't say what I was going to say. I'm okay, just, don't say PG that. PG show. I, I, PG. I never understood tennis, and you know these guys hit that ball at 95 miles an hour, and you know, blah blah blah. It, I, I never, it never really, you know, got me excited. Okay, I thought I'd just, you know, touch that for a second. But let me go back because before we went to break, you mentioned the fact that perhaps maybe it could have been problems with Brett. And upper management. Now, I will say this, and, and I, you know, I know this for, you know, for some time. We've all known this for some time. But I don't think Brett really has had any problems with management due to the fact that prior to uh, Roger Goodell, you know, coming into, you know, the league, Brett Favre has had some off-the-field problems and had, uh, you know, go through some rehab and all that kind of stuff. And they stuck by him. And they stuck by him, and, and it paid off. And so I don't think that he's had problems with management. Well, I tend to agree with you, uh, you know, uh, Ray, but, you know, football players tend to have a lot of problems with management as the years go by, and they did stand by him. That was a couple of years ago when he was having problems. And if you recall the media, 
um, was saying that he was finished, he should retire, he's, he's lost it, and he came back, and uh, look what he did. He almost got to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did, and, uh, you know, you're right. Coming into last year, they thought he was done. Right. And, and, and out of nowhere, he probably had the best year of his career. And it's not a bad way for him to go out. Even though he didn't make it to the Super Bowl, he did make it to the NFC Championship game. And I thought he should have stepped away. Well, you know what? When you look at it, Brett Favre is Green Bay. He's the Cheeseheads leader. And the Cheeseheads sitting in Green Bay would be very upset if Brett Favre went someplace else. He's been there for God knows how long. Uh, he, uh, he commands uh, respect in Green Bay. He's a great guy. He's a great football player. And I think it would be, uh, to tell you the truth, foolish if Green Bay uh, didn't take him back. Well, if he wants to come back, I agree. If Brett Favre is going to play football... He should play for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, but wouldn't it be I mean, weird looking at Brett Favre as a Chicago Bear or Brett Favre as a Kansas City Chief or Brett Favre as a, as a Philadelphia Eagle quarterback? It'd be weird. Yeah, I think it would be. And, and I think he should stay for those reasons. Brett Favre is going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks. I mean, you know, Bart Starr, right there. You know, you got Vince Lombardi, right there. Uh, after that... It could be Brett Favre. It could know, be Brett Favre. Hey, we, got, we, got, we have him. some listeners coming in from Tucson. I'd like to say it to, to all the boys in Tucson, how you doing in the heat down there? <laughs> That's all the boys in Tucson at the, at the Arizona University of Arizona Science Center. Yeah, they're doing a great job, and we appreciate We appreciate those guys in San Diego. Well, they keep us on the air from San, San Diego and Tucson. They do a lot of hard work, so we want to make sure that they, uh, they, they get the recognition they richly deserve. Well, we'll give them a shout-out. Shout-out to you guys. Appreciate everything. Hey, let me ask you something. We got to take a moment aside. I don't know how many people know, but again, one of the members of my fraternity, fraternity of football, was lost. And uh, Terrence Keel, uh, safety for the San Diego uh, Chargers, um, he was killed in the car accident. He was killed he? in the car accident. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna take a moment of silence, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Okay, fam man. So a moment of silence. Okay, so my blessings go out to his family and his friends, and, and we pray for them and their uh, moments of bereavement. But, you know, here's another young kid who loses his life, you know, bad discretion, and he's an athlete, so, of course, it's splashed across the news. But uh, it's just one of those things. This is one of the things that the National Football League is always worried about when it comes to summertime. It used to be a thing a few years back. Miami Dolphins might have lost three or four players in a row each offseason to some type of tragic accident. But the league is so concerned, they hold their breath with the 4th of July because people go home for the last time to get together with their family and friends, and many times they do not use good discretion, and things like this happen. So, have you heard about any of those things over the years, Famine? Oh yeah, I've heard about it quite a bit of it. I, uh, quite a bit of it. In fact, I knew a Cardinals player, and they were. Uh, he told me uh, years ago they were basically told to behave themselves and don't do anything stupid uh, because the uh, you know training camp's coming up and the preseason's coming up, and uh, you had enough time to party, but this is not the weekend to party. And in fact, in Arizona, I think if I was reading correctly, they had over 300 DUI arrests. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in fact, you know what? I was hanging out in Huntington Beach on Sunday, and um, there was a, there's a bar there where all the USC people hang out, and that's, mm-hmm. uh, I heard that was Matt Leinert's hangout when he was in college. But a lot of hot chicks there. Well, you know, it's just one of those holidays. I remember many times I would go home for the 4th of July, and it, it truly was. It was the last time of that summer that you were going to see your family, 
you probably weren't going to get together in a big family gathering again until perhaps maybe after the new year or the new year based upon if so, you made so it to the playoffs. So what did you do? Did you just sit at home and uh, eat uh, chicken and ribs and drink some beer, or did you really party your ass off at home? Well, listen, you ate all those things, and you, you, you'd you use your discretion, and you everything was in my. You know, moderation. But it happens. It's a big family gathering for everybody in the world. So an athlete's not going to be any different. But there's more people on the road. More people are drinking. They're getting behind the wheel. And you just have to be concerned about those things. And the league is concerned because now their players have been exposed because now they, too, are out enjoying this holiday season right. on the road. On Perhaps the road. maybe hey, drinking. Hey, talking about on and the road, you know our buddy Mike Vick, our buddy? Yes, sir. Yeah, he's um, he's uh, filing for bankruptcy uh, protection. He owes well, twelve point eight million dollars out. Wow. Well, I like the way you zoomed and changed direction on that. But listen, you know, I guess he's got to do what he's got to do. You know, one thing about it, it seems like there's somebody who's working with Michael while he's in prison, and it's supposed to be a correctional institution. And perhaps maybe he's trying to get his life together, and that's one of the things he's going to do right. You know, uh, you okay, know, let me know take what? care of I my mean, finances. You, do you think he's going to have a football career after his his uh, you know his uh, jail time is over? Well, it all depends. You know, he may not have the kind of career that he had with the National Football League, and perhaps so maybe he'll be with the U.S. Gridiron Association League. But there, there's some other league out there that Michael Vick, as a football player has a name that would be a draw. And listen, his talent will still be, you know, better than most. And certainly I think he can make an impression someplace. Maybe he'll open up a pet store. <laughs> you got a great <laughs> sense of humor, man. Maybe. You know, yeah, you, you never, never know. know. Michael Vick's uh, a pet store. Come on in. Well, you think about it. He's going to agree that he's going to do some PSAs or something for that industry. And, you know, why not say, okay, I really turned it all the way around. I mean, you must have some type of, you know, dogs had to have some kind of special thing. He had some kind of special thing for dogs. He used it in the wrong way, but he's not afraid of dogs. No, so he's not afraid of dogs. Maybe, I mean, he could, he could be a trainer. He could help uh, dogs uh, for the blind. Could, listen, See that? Let me say this. We should there be his personal, his personal um, um, drugs mentors. and alcohol all the time. They go to work in that industry after they recover. So after his recovery from the things he was doing wrong and his rehabilitation, maybe he might flip the script and do something positive. Well, maybe he should be uh, he should be a veterinarian and neuter dogs. Maybe he could do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's so why the suspended Atlanta Falcons quarterback hopes he can, after the conclusion family. of the bankruptcy case, rebuild his life on a personal and spiritual level reconstruct his image as a public figure and resolve matters with the NFL such that he can resume his career, according to the filings. Hey, I hey. don't see any reason why he can't do that. That's what he's going to have to do in order for them to accept him back in the league. He's got to show that he's made some progress and he's turned his life around, and they may consider letting him back. But that's another situation like we talked about before, earlier, just like Brett Favre. It's a little different, but they're going to determine if Brett's going to work for the Green Bay Packers or not work in the NFL, period. Same thing with Michael Vick. They'll decide if he's going to work in the NFL or if he's going to work in some other league. Well, you know what? When, you know, far, you know, if he comes out of retirement, uh, I, 
I don't see a problem with it. Bill Parcells retired a number of times, and Michael Jordan, he changed his mind. And, oh, yeah, and I don't have far, a problem with it. allowed to change his mind, too. If he wants to get back into the game, why not? It'd be, be, it'd be better with Green Bay, though. Listen, I don't yeah. have a problem with it. I'm just bringing it up for a topic of discussion. If he comes back, if he wants to come back, what are they going to do? Are they going to keep him? Are they going to say, no, we don't want you back, and we want something for you? And that's the part that I don't necessarily agree with. If you don't want him and nobody wants to offer you anything for him, he should still have the right to play. But they're not going to cut him. They got to get something for him. But let me move on. Uh, you know, we talked about that tennis match. I'd be interested to know, that's supposed to be one of the greatest tennis matches ever. But, you know, the thing about tennis, it's a little different because every now and then two great players might come up and there might be great matches between those two players. Well, that's exactly right. It's every now and then, and the tennis people who love tennis, the tennis freaks, it's always uh, it's always a big deal for them for Wimbledon. But for people like me who don't, who don't really watch balls being bounced back and forth, uh, when I you know when they when they hype this up, um, there's other people like balls being bounced and forth. But you know when you look at that and you sit there and you go see the ball going back and forth and back and forth, it is cool though that they can hit the ball at 95 miles an hour and try to get it off to the side. Uh, what, what is what is what do they call six love? What's love? Love is zero? Love is zero. Is that what that is? How did they come up with love as zero? I never well, understood I, I that. I wasn't there. I don't know. What do you mean? I you know I, sports. I you should know everything, right? You, you <laughs> no, know what I, I know what love is, but I can hey. never figure out six love, four love, uh, you know. I'm love. for love. Hey, baby. Hey, I'm no. for love. For love. Yeah, you aren't love. you for love? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the comparison I wanted to make. What, what's the I, comparison? I wanted to look at, you know, football. You know, we always have these rivals, and one thing about football is that you know each year the Eagles are going to play the Cowboys. That's how you get those rivalries. And tennis is in, in a sport like that, you don't know if you're going to have a rivalry because the guy may not be there. He may retire, or the lady may retire. But these rivals that we have going on in football, are they changing? Like it's the Green Bay Packers. Okay, let's say the Green Bay and the Chicago Bears. Is that rival going to continue even though Brett Favre is gone? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to continue. And see, they can maintain. Well, the Eagles in Dallas have always continued with all the players' changes since the 60s. <clears throat> it's not going to change any, any you, know, you know, Philly hates Dallas and Dallas hates Philly. That's it, period. And see, and that's the difference between those sports. See, we don't know who the rivalries are going to be, you know, how they're going to establish themselves, who the players are going to be, the evolving players. But in our sport, football, they maintain that rivalry is always there. Listen, we're always there. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host. Fan Man. In the world. That's Fan Man. We're in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back after this message. I want to be as free as the spirits of those who laugh. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a 9-horse field, but really there are 7 donkeys and 2 zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you love sports and like food, or like sports and love food, or are anywhere in between, Sports Bites might just become one of your favorite ways to spend your lunch break. Broadcasting Thursdays at 12 o'clock noon on the West Coast, it's Sports Bites with Chef Di, a delicious, enlightening, and entertaining mix of sports, food, and celebrity athletes. Yummy. Don't miss Sports Bites with Chef Di, Thursdays at noon on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one host in the world. Fan Man. And uh, Fan Man, you know, when we talk about some of the greatest rivalries of all time, I know you like the Eagles, and I know you don't like the Cowboys, but who do you think in terms of football is probably the greatest rivalry that's out there. Um, that's really hard to say. Uh, you can go to Detroit and Chicago. They don't like each other and never did. Um, Arizona, forget them. They have no rivalries. I, I would say, really, it's either the Eagles in Dallas or the Redskins in Dallas. It seems like everybody hates Dallas. Well, you know, you're Except right. Except the people that live in Dallas. Well, the reason why everybody hates Dallas why? is what because is the they were so arrogant. They are that, arrogant. That they're going to just decide for the world that they are America's team. Yeah, who came up with America's team? That, was, that must have been some uh, marketing slob inside the Cowboys organization that came up with that. Well, it's something the, that America's the, team. Well, yeah, what but what about the rest of the NFL? They're, they're just a piece of uh, garbage? But it's stuck. Everybody it, it knows stick. them as supposedly self-acclaimed America's team. So you got America's team in a $500 billion stadium that looks like a spaceship. That's going well, to open up. I, of course, Jerry Jones is going to have a Super Bowl there. What? I think well, it's they say they years. do everything in Texas big. Yeah, everything's big. Texas is big, isn't it? Well, yeah, <laughs> Texas is big. You ever try to drive through Texas? Uh, yeah, I drove through part of Texas one time. I get bit by a bunch of mosquitoes. Well, it, that it, was in Amarillo. That's a really nice place. It's extremely big. But, but speaking of big, do you think that they have a, a big chance of winning the Super Bowl this year? Uh, you know what? They might have a good run for it. Well, I think uh, I, I, I think they're going to. They almost got there last year, but Tony Romo was involved with that blonde bombshell chick. What's her name? The one that can't that the chicken of the sea. That chick. What's her name? Oh man, I don't know that chick. She doesn't play football. No, she doesn't play football. She she's uh, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica Simpson. That's it. Well, listen, I don't know about that. She thought she thought chicken of the sea actually had chicken in it. It was tuna. 
Oh, man. You don't remember that? You're digging real deep. Oh, I go real deep on all, all issues. <laughs> the coach used to be tuna for a while, right? Yeah, the tuna. And then here she comes as chicken of the sea. And they said, well, what is chicken of the sea? And she thought she thought chicken was in the can. Hey, fam, man, I really appreciate that insight. Man, I never knew. Please tell so you, me. You learn now, something new every day from me. Does that help her sack the quarterback? Huh? Does that help her sack the quarterback? Uh, No. Oh, you mean she didn't even sack him either? Huh? I didn't hear that. <laughs> Somebody else was talking to me. No, I was wondering, if, you know, if she got a chance to sack Romo. You know, oh, sack yeah, she the sacked quarterback. Romo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, she sacked Romo and probably put a bunch of tuna fish on him. Okay, well, listen, I'm going to move on. There, there, there was something else uh, I yeah, wanted to talk about. It was, it was a great interest to me. I know. Things come out of my mouth like that. Supposedly, they have this thing out. Again, I watch a lot of the NFL Network, the NFL Channel. I want to know what's happening. And they picked the top 10 rookie seasons based upon looking at players' performance coming in their rookie year. Uh, and they picked 10 people. And I kind of want to go down the list. I want to go from 10, and I want to get to one. We'll start. And I, and I want your comments on number 10 mm -hmm. and all the way down the line. Okay. Number 10, Ronnie Lott. When you think of Ronnie Lott, what do you think about? A uh, great football player. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I'm surprised you came in at number 10. Well, it's a pretty impressive list. Okay, yeah, but, I, I, I guess it does. Uh, if he's number Ronnie, 10, it must be very impressive. Well, I, I'm glad. Well, this, again, this is just his rookie year. It has, it's not his entire career. Oh, so we're just talking about the rookie year. Okay, yeah, exactly he, made a, right. he, he made a big impact with, the, uh, with San Francisco. And, and you, that's a great word. Mm -hmm. Tremendous impact. Like As a matter of fact, impact. rookie year, they win the Super Bowl. So we got Ronnie Lott. You got a great player. And you could say great player for the whole list, but you said great player. Well, Number you know, nine. Pat Summerall said they're not all great. Ronnie Lott is great. Ronnie, I agree with you. Ronnie Lott is great. So go ahead. Number, nine. Number nine. Number nine. Dan Marino. Oh. Hall of Famer. <laughs> Super. What, what, what can you say? What? I'm asking you to say something because well, I feel the same way you do. I'm he, speechless. He shouldn't be in the top ten? Well, oh, no. There's no doubt about no, it. He, he should be number one. Well, well, we can argue that, but it's his rookie year. Just like Ronnie's rookie year, Dan Marino, his rookie year, he won, but he didn't win a Super Bowl. He, he That was probably his best year. And from then on, I mean, it, he was consistently, I mean, he was great. Dan Marino is great. As a matter of fact, if you ask me for my all-time favorite quarterback. Didn't you play against Dan Marino? Yes, but it's Dan Marino. Dan Marino. He's my all-time favorite quarterback. And a lot of the great quarterbacks, and you guys have heard me say this before, a lot of the great quarterbacks will tell you that Dan's the best. And I thought Dan was good on this show. And, by the way, they, they sacked the show, but they decided to have a, another show. It's still called the NSFL, Inside the NFL. Mm -hmm. It's James Brown, Phil Simms. Chris Collinsworth is the only guy they're holding over from the other show. But Costas is out, Chris Carter's out, and Dan Marino's out. Wow. But I want to hear from Dan Marino. Yeah, we should get Dan Marino on the phone and see how he feels about that. Yeah, maybe call his foundation. Dan's well, see, got another, a great foundation. That you mentioned Chris Carter was a great player for the Eagles and for the Vikings. He was a, I, I loved watching him play. Oh, Chris Carter, no doubt about it. When, when, well, again, Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame. You know, Chris Carter, you know, all he could do is catch touchdowns. That's mm -hmm. what Buddy Ryan said. That's all he did was catch touchdowns. That's all he did. <laughs> okay, let's move on to number eight. Go ahead. All day long, and he should be here, but he's not Adrian Peterson. He's number eight in terms of 
the best rookie seasons of all time. He comes in at number eight. And we just saw him. So what do you think about that, Ben? I, I think that's right. I think that um, he's going to be a great running back uh, in the future uh, uh, for the next couple, four or five years. It's going to be very uh, interesting to see him break all type of records if he doesn't get hurt. And um, I always look forward to watching him play uh, on the Vikings. It's great. And listen, and one thing about it, and you know that I said this, I thought, again, I thought Edge's best days were behind him. That's right. And we should have got Adrian Peterson. Well, you know, the Cardinals made a, a mistake there. When they drafted Liner, Peterson was sitting there. They should have grabbed Peterson as a running back to back up, um, uh, you know, the senior, the senior guy. Uh, the senior old man, and they didn't do it. So that was I thought that was a bad pick. I thought they should have t- taken Peterson for the running game for the next three to four five, you know, well, three I, to five I'm years. I'm just going to correct you on one thing. Yeah, what? He wasn't in that draft with Matt. Oh, he, he wasn't was in the draft when we got Levi Brown. Oh, Levi Brown. Okay, That's I'm sorry exactly. on the draft. Pick. And we should have yeah. got Adrian Peterson. Well, Levi Brown came out of Penn State, and he's a tackle, and they paid him a lot of money, but he didn't do anything to help the Cardinals this year. But I think Adrian was gone by the time Levi oh, was got up. Okay. You know? But anyway, we didn't get him. So number seven. Go ahead. Number seven. Again, one of your favorite teams. Who? He's played for them before. He's not there. They let him go. But Javon Curse. Oh, Javon Curse. The freak. Yes. They let him go to Tennessee. Then he comes back to Philly. Yeah, and, and now he's back in Tennessee. And now he's back in Tennessee. And just got a DUI not long ago. Oh, that's right? right. He got a DUI. That's okay. right. We won't talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who's next? But 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 wait wait come well, on. Well, well. What kind of rookie year? Come on. I mean, I think he did an outstanding job. Probably thought he was going to be, in terms of sack leaders, one of the greatest of all time. And I think if he doesn't get injured, he still's had a pretty good career. I mean, you know what? Something about Javon Curse. I mean, around the NFL and around the NFL cities, uh, when you're, you know, even in, in even in Phoenix, you see a lot of Javon Curse uh, jerseys. People like it. I mean, he, people liked it the way he played. He played hard. Oh yeah, and he's a. You know what? Even though he had the DUI, he's a good kid. He's one of those guys, if you ever go to a stadium and somebody's coming out of the locker room, he's the kind of guy who will take the time to spend time with your family, sign autographs, take pictures, smile, have a conversation. He's a good guy. He's a nice guy, yeah. yeah. Okay, who's next on the list? Okay, number six. I'm just going to say uh, he kind of is a senior citizen now. But <laughs> Edwin James. <laughs> Edger <laughs> James, hey Edge, as a rookie, oh man, great ball player. Rookie, he's great still ball. a great running back. I well, mean, no, he just got a little n- bit no. old, but it, you know what? Again, like he I said, he had some great years. Yeah, yes, he did, right? Yeah, I think he'd still have a great year with the Cardinals if, in fact, the uh, the O line can open the holes up for him. And again, you saw it last year when he was getting his two and three yards, and then you have Adrian P- Peterson getting thirty yards a run. But 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 like you said, his two and three yards. And the measuring stick for a great NFL running back is four yards. Three times four, 12. First down. Right. Three times three, nine. Nine. It's punt. Right. You know, and it's, it's, it's something that you have to look at a guy. You have to say, okay, this is business. What have you done for yeah, me? Yeah, but did Edron James uh, in his days with the Colts? He was averaging like four point five or five point oh, six yeah. yards. Yeah, oh, but they, yeah. But he didn't do that. And and but he had uh, surgery. Remember, he got hurt. Well, he got hurt, but that the O line again doesn't open up. I think if the O line this year can open up, you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, movement with him, and I think you're going to see an exciting football player. Well, one thing about it again, you know, you you got to have a back that has that ex- explosive first two steps, and you see that hole, and you got to woo, you got to hit it, hit it, and as you get older and your body gets beat up and taking a toll over the years with all that punishment, 
you don't have that explosive to hit that hole. You see it with your eyes because mm-hmm. your eyes are still good. And in your mind, you kind of you see it happening. But the reality is you just can't make it happen like you used to be able to make it happen. Right, when you it, were a strong safety for the Eagles, could you have, could you have caught Edron James in, in your day? Well, see, here's what we did. We were smart enough that we understood you don't let them get behind you. You keep the man in front of you. So you never have to worry about if you can catch him or not. Okay. Who's next on the list? Next on the list. Okay. One of my uh, this rookie year. I remember this rookie year. One of the best rookie years of all time. I mean, of all time. And it's only at number five. And man, when he came into the league, he made such an impact on the entire league. I know TV ratings went up, and particularly for that team, whenever they were on, everybody was watching them and. A good friend of mine was a quarterback that helped make this man what he is even today. And I think this past year, you saw kind of a rerun of what his rookie there was like. And who is that? Any idea? Nope. A receiver. Um, Had a great year, and it took you back to his rookie year. And what rookie year was it? Uh, I don't remember the exact year, but let me just well, say. How am I supposed to answer the question? There's a lot of great. Hey, what old guy? What old guy? That's please. a receiver. Who? Had a, had a great year this year. Who? Randy Moss. There you go. Oh, okay. man. Great year. And, hey, you can say what you want to say. Cheater or no cheat, you can't stop Randy Moss too fast. Don't well, you, let him you can't, behind. Hey, Ray, you can't cheat when he's he's fifty yards down the field and Brady throws the pass to him. You know and he, he catches just, he, it. He, he, the man has something. He has a gift. He has a gift to fly. He sure does. And I tell you I what, we're not going to fly. Fun, but when fun, that music fun. comes, we've got to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one coast in the world. Amen. And again, we're in Phoenix, living like it matters. Take a commercial break, and we'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. JackLalane.com presents Jack Lane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine Lalane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris Lalane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack Lalane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. All right, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man. And, you know, you know, Fan Man, this yeah. thing that they've come out with, this texting stuff, it's the worst thing that ever happened. They should never come out with it. People just text you all the time. Listen, I'm doing the show. Don't text me now. Well, you know, I'm getting phone calls here, too. People are bothering me when I'm doing the show. Don't these people understand that I'm busy? I'm on the air worldwide. Hey, if you want to talk to us, call in. Call in 866-472-5788. Hey, fam, man, yeah. let me get back to that. Now, we, we were talking about, Randy again, Moss. Randy Moss. You know, we, we, okay, we got Larry Fitzgerald here with the Cardinals, you know. We also have Antoine Bowden, who wants more money, you know, which I don't think they're going to trade him. And I'm not sure if they're going to give him more money. They may give him more money. They may not give him well, more money. Well, he already has a contract. I think he wants more money because uh, the other receiver, I can't think of his name right now, got a, got a, Larry Fitzgerald. Got a new contract. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald. So now Anquan wants more money. So we've been talking about this uh, Anquan thing for weeks on end with Jeff in Philadelphia that the Eagles would gladly pick, up, uh, pick him up for, um, for our favorite quarterback, Donovan. I just don't think that. Uh, Anquan is a cold receiver, a cold weather receiver. I don't think he's he's a a strong kind of guy. You know, he doesn't have the blazing speed. And then you take him out, and the weather kind of neutralizes his ability. So I think he stays where he's at. They okay, let's, let, let's move on to the uh, top rookies. We, yeah, we let, me, about let, me, let me do that. But, but let me, I just wanted, again, I thought about those guys when we, talk, when we talked about Randy Moss. Right. Number four. Okay, great running back, short career, but still one of the greatest running backs of all time. Mm, hard. Hard one? Uh, this is a hard one. No, well, let me say it again. Let me emphasize. Short career, still one of the greatest running backs ever. If there's a running back today, and I mean this, if my son was a running back, if he played like this guy in today's game, he'd be Outstanding. Um, AFC or NFC? NFC. Black um, jerseys. Black jerseys. He had um, a zero in his number. Um, I'm giving up. Gale Sayers. 
Oh, that's going way back. Oh, 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 so what? This Gale is all Sayers. time. This is all time. Greatest, one of the greatest running backs to ever play the game. He was the greatest running back other than Jim Brown. Well, you know what? If I have my favorite running back of all time is Marcus Allen. Mm-hmm. Because Marcus could do everything. And, and most of these guys would tell you something that Marcus did that they didn't all do, nor did they all want to do, is Marcus could block. Marcus was a fullback at USC. Really? I didn't know And that. blocked for Charles White. Well, didn't you play against Marcus? Oh, yeah, I did. All right, believe me, he's one of the greatest ever played the game. I played against a lot of great running backs, and we're going to get to – I'm not going to spoil it, but perhaps maybe there may be another one somewhere down the line. Okay, next. Uh, and this is number three. Uh, this person changed the game. I mean, there are very few people, when you think about football, that you can actually say they changed the game. In basketball, people always say that Will Chamberlain changed the game. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking about, well, in, even Chicago, uh, Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. They created the Jordan rules the Detroit Pistons did for when they were playing against Michael Jordan. He changed the game. Okay, now we're talking about football. We're talking about a linebacker who changed the game. Can you think of who that was? Had a great rookie year. AFC, NFC. NFC. You should know this guy. Uh, Want me to give you a hint? I'm a blank. I'm going to give you a hint. Go ahead. Ron Jaworski probably doesn't like this guy. Ron Jaworski doesn't like this guy. Um, I said it was a linebacker. I'm coming up with a blank. Was it on the Giants? Oh, there you go. Say that again? Lawrence Taylor. That's exactly right. Thank you. Thank you. change, Change the game. Yes, change the, the game. Big, strong, fast man who actually, when it was the when the punt team came on the field, he was a sprinter. He was a guy running down the field, a bullet trying to prevent the punt returner from getting one yard, and many times did that. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to <laughs> sacking the quarterback, oh my goodness! That he was the he he, they, he was feared in the NFL, like like you said, Ron Jaworski was scared to death of him. Oh, yeah, and and to put a tackle and say, okay, listen, LT's coming off the end. You've got to get out of your stance, and you've got to try to block it. And I'd like to do some research, but I think Lawrence Taylor is probably the guy who made the offensive linemen, particularly offensive tackles, create a new money. stance. Instead of getting down a three-point, they are now in a two-point. Right. So they're already up. They don't have to jump up and try to block him. I bet you he's the guy responsible for that. Okay. If so, he's not. Okay, let me move on. Let's move on. Okay, now we only got a couple minutes. That's and right. we only got a couple more guys. Now, you're never going to guess this one. You're never going to guess one. So I'm just going to give you this one because this is definitely. No, no, what decade was it? I might be able to guess it. Probably the 60s. Okay. A running back. NFL? Yes. Um, give me the team. Uh, maybe the Cleveland Browns. Jim Brown? No. 50s, maybe. Oh, 50s? Mm. I should know this. Um, Paul Horning? No. Dick Night Train Lane. Who? Night Train Lane. Oh, I, I don't know that one. You're too young. I'm too young. That's you right. wouldn't know Thank that. Thank you for the compliment. Okay, now listen. The <laughs> number one rookie season of all time. 
You get fat one. I well, I guess I could have been a victim of this too. <laughs> but, you could have been a victim of this one. Really? Yeah, I could have been. <laughs> that's exactly right. But 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 we weren't. I, I think we did a good job as a team to make the fans of Philadelphia happy when this person came into the stadium. Because believe it or not, to the best that you could ever do in terms of, okay, we're not going to stop him, but we'll try to contain him. Now, you're talking this is the number one player in his rookie year, and you made uh, the, the Eagles made the fans in Philadelphia proud. Exactly. Right. I don't know who it is. <laughs> Um, is it, what are, oh, is what, it a Dallas again, running back? He's a running back. One uh, of the Emmett, greatest of Emmett, all time. Emmett? No. Uh, um, Roger Staubach. Running back. Okay, running back. Um, uh, I'll tell you. Uh, Give uh, up. <laughs> Eric know. Dickerson. <laughs> Eric Dickerson. You know, I was going to say that earlier at the eighth pick. 2,000 yards. 2,000 yards, Eric Dickerson. Yeah, yeah his he, name yeah. popped into my head back in the uh, when we were at the eighth round. Yeah, Eric is just, you know, he's still amazing. A guy that could play today, a guy that was still, you know, making it to the Hall of Fame, playing football today. But what's amazing, when you look at all these different generations of the top ten, which decade do you think has the most players on this list? Was it the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, Sounds like the 80s. 2000s. Sounds like the 80s. Sounds like the 80s. And I'm proud to say that. It is the 80s. Well, I you're a part of great the 80s. Football in the 80s. Uh, you were the suicide king on the field with Andre Walters. No, I, listen, but I'm just happy so that when I talk to young guys, I can tell them, listen, some of the greatest football that was ever played was played in the 80s. How come Walter Payton isn't on that list? Well, his rookie year wasn't his greatest year. Oh, okay. But Sweetness, without a doubt, one of the greatest running backs to ever, ever play the game. Play the game of uh, pro football. Ever play the game with him. Say that again? Ever play the game was Walter Payton. That well, was just you know, a Walter thrill to watch Payton, him play. He is football. Many times when you think about giving everything you have, laying it all on the football field, Walter Payton. Walter Payton. And you he, smacked him one time, I saw, in 1985 when you smacked him down. They had to drag him off the field. I remember Pat Summerall kept on saying, did you see the hit Ellis put on him? Oh, well, my God. Let me just say this. You know, when you play against the best, you want to do your best. Best, right. If you want to get some respect, when you play against the best, you better do your best. And then because Buddy otherwise, Ryan when the guys get together, <laughs> you better go in the corner, sit down, <laughs> and shut up. <laughs> okay, listen. Hey, Ray, it's time. Show, we got to go, fan man. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one coast in the world. Fan man. And as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. A fellow for you to see. I'm about to go, and then you know, for me to stay here, I've got to be me. You'll never be in doubt, that's what it's all about. You can take me for granted and smile. I count for days, I'm gone, forget reaching myself on, because I promise. That you have